Okay, Shalom Aleichem. Last week we started with a discussion in Shittas Rashi that according to Rashi, the din of the Mishnah of Basula Nisim Ravi was a Mishnah to create a clarification. Avada, we have a Sveik Sveika here, and a Sveik Sveika, the Torah permits, there's no prohibition, even on a Daraisa, but at the end of the day, you have to clarify. Why, why, what happened? Why do you have to clarify in Rashi? According to Rashi, if there's a Sveik Sveika here. So, we brought you four different explanations, Bashitas Rashi. The first explanation was the, the approach of the Chsam Sefer. The Chsam Sefer said that a suffix she'efsha the virus, if you have a suffix which you're able to clarify, then you have the virus. You have to clarify it. You can't rely on the Sveik Sveika. Sveik Sveika is only utilized in a circumstance where the doubt is not able to be clarified. But if you're still able to clarify it, you don't have to exist in the world in the plane of doubt, then you're not able to rely on the Sveik Sveika. That was the approach of the Chsam Sofer. And therefore, Rashi says, as a Takan in the Mishnah, to clarify even a Sveik Sveika, because if Edom come and tell us it was Tachtav, you know, Tachtav, Re'unis Ratzon, so then we won't have a doubt anymore, and therefore, you can't rely on the Sveik Sveika yet. That's the approach of the Chsam Sofer. We saw also, Shleim and the Eger said, that it could be that even though Sveik Sveika is Mutter Midaraisa, Midarabana Nisasar, so why am I clarifying anything in the Mishnah? In the Mishnah, the reason I'm clarifying something is because even though you have a Sveik Sveika, which makes a Mutter Midaraisa, it's also Midarabana until you clarify. That was the approach of the Shleim and the Eger. Then we brought two different approaches from the Sefer Chem de Shlema. The Chem de Shlema had one approach, that generally speaking, when it comes to a Sveik Sveika, the reason you don't have to clarify it is because once the Suffolk was nailed, once the, the, the doubt was cast, so then there's no ability that, that to clarify in a practical sense what's going to happen. We can't bring evidence to the status of the cautious of an animal if we have a suffix, whether or not the lung was punctured, if an animal came and ate the lung. It is something which is impossible to be clarified. But here, says the Chemdash Shleim, is different, because here is a circumstance where there's a doubt, that doubt's able to be clarified. So even though normatively you might not have to, not like the Chesam Sofer, you might not have to clarify doubts. But since it could be clarified, and it might end up being clarified 20 years down the line, and we'll find out 20 years after the marriage that the whole past 20 years has been one big existence of Isser, so then we don't let you rely on that Sveik Sveika, specifically in a Sveik Sveika, where the, the status of Isser could be revealed at a later date. That would be a third approach, and therefore the Rashi is telling you, specifically here, since the status of Isser that could be revealed at a later date, you have to clarify it even now, you can't rely on the Sveik Sveika. And the fourth approach is... Well, and the second explanation of the Chemda Shlema, that the reason you have to clarify is because normatively speaking, Sveik Sveika speaks to all the involved parties. Meaning to say, if I have a Sveik Sveika about the kashas of meat, so that Sveik Sveika is true to any person who is, who is potentially going to be the person who's going to eat. But... In this case, we have two involved parties. We have the husband and we have the wife. The husband has a bona fide Sveik Sveika. He has no idea what occurred or didn't occur. But when it comes to the wife, the wife knows exactly what happened. 
So says the Chimda Shlema, she doesn't have a Sveik Sveika. She knows the facts. If she knows the facts, we can't say, you know what, Sveik Sveika is mutter, because inasmuch as she very might well have cheated, even if there is a Sveik Sveika, we have to clarify for her benefit to make sure that she doesn't live her life by Isser. So since she knows the truth regarding her, she's an involved party that doesn't have the Sveik Sveika, Mamela, we can't rely on it. You can only rely on the Sveik Sveika in a circumstance where the Sveik Sveika involves all four part, all the pertinent parties. That's the four Pshatim we said over to explain the Shittas Rashi, why there is a Takan in the Mishnah to get married specifically on Yom Revi in order to be mashkim the Bastin as a means of clarifying the Sveik Sveika and why that has to be. So now that we've reviewed Rashi, let's go over Tesfis. This is a whole different approach to the entirety of the Sugi here. And that's going to be a catalyst to really try to break into the crux of what's going on behind the scenes. So it says, Tesis as follows, Shema the Tainus Basulim. Right? If you had a claim, Yes, Tesvasim Taimar, Hatinach Eishes Koin Abchusba Shalish. That makes sense to me if we're discussing the wife of a Koin or a girl who got married under the age of three, Deleka Elechat Sveika. Because then there's a significance to him coming to Basin to make a claim because there's only one suffix. There's only one suffix. Like we said earlier on, like we spoke this out already, the Gemara test says that only in the, those two cases, that's where there's a suffix echad, and therefore his claim of Pesach Pesuach creates a suffix to Raisa Lechumra. When it comes to other ladies, there there's a Sveik Sveika. So then, am I Rivi? Why should she get married on your Rivi? So comes along Rabbeinu Tam, says a massive Chiddush. The low plug Rabbanan betekanta, it's a low plug to make everyone get married on Rivi. And because of these two circumstances, Neshes Koin and Pusamas Gimel, they made an enactment, a takano, that every single lady should get married on Wednesday. That's a pella. That means that because we have a vested interest in the husband not having a kirodas, if he finds a Pesach Pesuach, we want him to come in when he's nice and angry. Therefore, and even though that's only relevant to a vast minority of the population, right? Shevet Levi was one out of 12 Shvatim, and the Kohanim are only part of Shevet Levi, and the, the Shevet Levi was a small Shevet in the first place, and Chusim Vaskimel, I assume, was talking about a very, very small minority of the population. Nonetheless, nonetheless, there, Lopluk, we're so vested in you coming along and trying to make this claim, the Kohen coming in and making this claim, we're going to make every single lady go ahead and get married on Yom Revi. That's a pella. That's a low plug. This might be the biggest low plug in Shas. It's, it's, I'm saying it's tremendous. Now, why did Tursus do that? We're going to have to talk about why Tursus did that. But Tursus is doing something here unparalleled. So if we're living in the world of Rashi, and Rashi told us the reason for the Mishnah is for everyone, it's across the board, we'd understand why that's tremendously advantageous. Tosis is saying, really, the whole Tekan of the Mishnah is relevant for about 1.5% of the population. And 
I we made it for everyone. And how do I know we made it for everyone? Because the Mishnah didn't distinguish between them. Therefore, Tos has to come along and say, Hello, plug. You're right. It really is not relevant for them because this is so severe, this is so important to us. Therefore, we're willing to make that low plug. Now, after this, Tos is going along and he's going to bring Shitas Rashi. But at this point, before Shitas Rashi, so what's the Machlekas here? So if we take the most basic, let's start with the Chsam Sofer. The Machlekas would be that according to Rashi, the holding of the Mishnah is that a Sveik Sveika. That's Efshar the Vara that you're able to clarify it. You have a Chiv to be Mavara. So comes along Rashi and says you have a Sveik Sveika. Very good, but make sure that you can rely on it. Make sure that it's actually Mutter. Don't just rely on Sveik Sveika. But if, or what's it called? If we're living in the world of Tesvis, Tesvis <laughs> says a Sveik Sveika, that's Efshar the Vara, you don't have to clarify. So then, there's no way that Tos could say that the reason of the Mishnah is to clarify Sveik Sveika. If it's not to clarify Sveik Sveika, so is it for? So Tos is stuck. The only thing it could be for is a Sefeq Echad. Aye, it's for a Sefeq Echad, so how could the Mishnah not distinguish? It must be, it's a low plug. So the Chazam Sefer is a Gishmak because it's coming along and telling us that this is a legitimate means to go ahead and explain the Machlokas. The, the ramifications of that Machlokas are very... Right, they go very far-reaching. But why Tosus is stuck in that corner is very, very gishmak. Now, that's part number one in Tosus. The takana of the Mishnah isn't a takana of clarification, according to Tosus. The takana of the Mishnah is to create a prohibition. So, in the world of Rashi, there's a mission of mission of clarification in the world of Tosis. We have a mission of creating a prohibition. Now, Tosis is going to go along now and explain his understanding of Shitas Rashi. So it says Tosis, Ubekunchas Pirish, and Rashi explains, that through coming to beast and making a claim, Yespara, Adavar, the matter will get clarified. And there'll be Aiden that come that she was Mizanabiratsan, that she cheated on him knowingly. Cheated on him knowingly. Now, Tisvis did something very, very interesting here. Tisvis came along, and Tisvis made, made up a fact. What, according to our Rashi, according to our Rashi, when the Adam come, so what type of Adam are we looking for? Well, what are they looking to clarify? So Rashi says that Shiyavu the Beistin, He'll come to the Beistin, the matter will get clarified, because a room will go out, a voice will come out, and Shemi Yavu Edim. And maybe Edim will come. So, according to Rashi, what are the Edim going to give testimony about? It's a mystery. We don't know. Shemi Yavu Edim, and say what? He doesn't tell us. What does Tusa say Rashi says? Tusa says, Shemi Yavu Edim, so in the world of Tisvis, you have something very, we have an interesting phenomenon. Tisvis came along and told us that what we're looking for is actually a zinsebiratsun. Now, what's advantageous about zinsebiratsun? Zinsebiratsun, what are our two sveikos here? Our two sveikos are tachtav and eno tachtav, and our other suffix is ones and ratsun. Now, if I have testimony that a lady was, you know, not faithful to her husband. She cheated on her husband willingly. 
So do I know if that was Unis Aratzon? If a person comes and testifies, yeah, I saw Ploni, Almoni, the Rebetzin, and she had, you know, illicit relations with that man. <coughs> so if she, someone comes and makes that claim, do we know then if it was Tachtav or Inatachtav? The answer is absolutely. Because in order to give testimony based in, you have to give testimony about when it occurred, on this, which day, which hour, etc. There's a How much of a, a mistake can you make regarding the hour of when the event that you're giving testimony on? It could be one hour mistake, two hour mistake. But we know when it happened. We know if it was Tachtav or Inatachtav. We know it was Inatachtav or Inatachtav. So definitionally, in the world of Tzvis, the testimony on the Zinzaberatzim is what we're looking for, is actually clarifying both Sveikos. Now let's look at the Ritva. The Ritva I brought you here says, And if you claim that she wasn't a virgin, you go to Beistin. Pirish Rashi Zal. Rashi explained, Mashkim the Beistin, he goes to Beistin, while he's still angry, so what? So Shalom is Karadaita. He shouldn't get up. He shouldn't calm down. They came in and stay married to her. Be'iser in the state of prohibition. But now that he comes to Be'iser, there'll be a rumor of Yavo Edim, and witnesses will come. She's in Satachtov that she cheated on him while they were married. Now, does the Ritva say anything about Onus Aratzon? Absolutely not. The Ritva only talks about Tachtav or Inotachtav. And according to the Ritva, the Edis that we're looking for, that Beistin is looking for, is an Edis which is going to discuss only whether the relations happen Tachtav or Inotachtav. Now, that being the case, we have something very, very interesting going on here. That means that we have a Machlikis between Tosvos and the Ritva in their understanding of Shittas Rashi, whether or not, if a person, we're trying to be Mitziakol, do we have to clarify one suffix? All we need to know is Tachtav or Eno Tachtav. And if we know Tachtav or Eno Tachtav, seemingly that already creates a suffix to rise to the Chumrah, that's already called a clarification. Or no, we're not looking for Tachtav or Eno Tachtav, we're looking for the whole kit and caboodle. Looking for tachtav, ino tachtav, inus rotsan, everything, and that's a shita stasis. That's a it's a it's a fundamental dispute here, and the biggest mystery is so why? How do they know that? What they're saying? Rashi doesn't say a thing. Rashi doesn't say boo. Rashi says show me about Aden. What's the point of the Aden? Mystery. Doesn't say. Rashi doesn't say. The Rishva says the Aden is saying she's in tachtav. Tosis says the Aden are coming to say she was in tzeberotsan. How do they know? Because. Kacha, they know, they know. So that's something here that we're going to have to try to work out. Obviously, right? That's not something that we're just going to take down sitting. Take down sitting. We have to. We have to try to determine where they're coming from. So now, in order to engage this question, I'm going to look at two different sources that I gave you. I gave you a shach and I gave you a kiva The shach says as follows: But welcome she speaks sveika gamar. And a place where you have a, a, a bona fide sveiks sveika, ain't sach livdech klal. You don't have to check anything whatsoever. Afal pishiyish levara isarayde bedika. Even if you could clarify whether or not there's a prohibition through checking it. Now, what's that case? Nishbar hagaf. 
Right? So now let's say, imagine the following case. I have a chicken. And the chicken I see has a broken wing. And we have a doubt whether the lung was punctured. Now, we really have two doubts here. One of those two doubts. <coughs> we have a suffix whether the wing broke before it was shechted or after it was shechted, right? What are we nervous about here? That the, w- the wing broke. The wing is adjacent to the lung. And if the wing breaks, the bone might have gone and punctured the lung and therefore makes and the chicken a trefa. So our first suffix is, did the wing break before or after it was shechted? Our second suffix, even if the wing broke before it was shechted, maybe it didn't puncture the lung. So what can I do? I could just cut open the chicken and check the lung, put some water in it. If water pops out and the lung empties, so I know at least it was a, chaf- it was a suffix shafer now. It's not a suffix fake anymore. And if it doesn't have a hole in it, so then I know it's mutter. Nothing to worry about. So I don't have to rely on suffix fake. There, says the shach, I don't have to do it. When so too, the chain, sveik sveika bedrusa. So true, say sveik sveika in a case of bedrusa. The cholke yitzv is there, anything similar. Then says the shach, the yesh cholkein, but there are those who disagree. And explains the shach, la lachanel, the yesh the hachmir, hecha de efshar, vein hefsed bedavar. And therefore, you should be machmer where you're able to, and there's no hefsed. Now, in the case of nikva hareya, how many of those sveikos? Am I going ahead and clarifying? Really, at the end of the day, I'm only clarifying one. Is, did the wing puncture the lung or not? So if I see no, so we're totally fine. But if I say yes, it actually could be that the animal's still kosher. It could be that the wing only broke after it was shechted. And yet, nonetheless, if we find that there's a hole in the lung, we're going to say it's a trefa. Why am I suffolk? That means that according to the shach, I'm actually clarifying only one of the sveikos, of a sveik sveika, and nonetheless, says the shach, I'm obligated to do so. Pelaplayim. Now, why is that? Number two is a Rebbe Eger. Rebbe Eger says as follows. The sveik sveika, when it comes to a sveik sveika, even when you're able to clarify the doubt, you don't have to clarify it. Va'afla hochim, even those who disagree, did sarich levara, and they hold that you have to clarify a sveik sveika, mikol makom, nonetheless, nearer than if yesterday, according to my humble opinion, dezeu rak im acher habirer namod alabirer da osr vadai. Says the week of you only have an obligation to do so, where after you go through the process of clarification, it's going to create a certain iser, a vadai iser. Or it'll be a fadai heter. When a circumstance where only one of the doubts will be clarified, and if that's true, it won't be a sveikh sveikh anymore, it's just going to prohibit it due to the doubt. You could say, everyone agrees. You don't have to clarify it. Even the hashda ika sveik sveika, because since right now there's a sveik sveika, the gam achar abiru leyevade iser, and even after the clarification, there won't be a vade iser. Now, what's Rabbi Kiva Eger saying? What's the point here? What's the nakuda? So comes Rabbi Kiva Eger and says a svara. A svara is a geshmak svara. He says, you know, he doesn't say I'm going to put in my own words. He says there's something called klolei safik. 
The Torah tells us when we're in a circumstance of doubt, how do we relate to different situations? So there's something called Savik Tarais Lachumra, and Savik Tarabah Lakula, and there's something called Rave, and there's something called Chazaka, and Sveik Sveik, everything. There's a million different ways and mingles and everything. There's Klalev Savik. How do we go ahead and address different things when we're dealing with the unknown? Now, the contrast to Klalev Sveiko are living in the world of reality and adjudicating based on facts. So we have the rules of facts and we have the rules of doubt. Says Rabbi Kivayegar as follows. You want to clarify something. Now, what's the point of clarification? It's a clarifi- clarification is beautiful. Clarification is taking the world of the unknown and making it known. And what's the point of that? The point of that is to relate to any given situation at hand from a place of emes. We want to, we want to pass it correctly. We want to determine the halacha correctly. So the most accurate way to do that is by dealing with the accurate facts. If we don't have facts, we'll deal with it the best we can. But obviously, the, the ideal way to deal with it is based off reality. Clarify. Says Rebbe Kiva Eger, if after you go through a process of clarification and you're still existing in the world of doubt, you have gained absolutely nothing. Because that's not called a clarification. Clarification means to leave the realm of doubt. You had a suffix. There was something unknown. You're going to paskin a shayla based off the suffix. So now what are you going to do? Just alter the suffix in hand? But that's not called clarifying. You're still acting based off principles of suffix. To act off principles of suffix, says Rabbi Kiva Ego, there's no advantage of doing that from a place of two seikas or one suffix. Because at the end of the day, if you, that's not called a clarification, if you didn't enter the realm of fact. So says Rabbi Kiva Ego, Miswara, that Avada... There's no way in the world we're ever going to obligate you, even if we say that a suffix, a sveik sveika, shafsha levara. And if you have a sveik sveika, you can clarify it. You're chayiv levara, like the chsam sefer and rashi, that you have to do it. That we're only going to tell you if you can be levara both sveikos. Very, very geschmack. If that's true, so then it comes out very, very nice. Tosus comes along and says that what do we need Adam for? We need Adam for his inseberatzon. We need Adam. Which are going to testify regarding both points, both that it was tachtav in the tachtav, as well as onus in ratzon. Why? Because Tzitzis is making an assumption that if we're doing a birur or doing a clarification, the you have to clarify. You have to leave the world of suffik and enter the world of fact. Ah, you need the world of fact. You need both svekos. Otherwise, it's not called a birur. You didn't clarify anything. So Tzitzis is assuming the the havana of Rabbi Kiva regarding Shitas Rashi, whereas. The Ritva who says the only thing you have to clarify is a tachtav in a tachtav. That's all we need because at that point we already know that she's going to be Aser. It's very, very clear that the world of the Ritva is assuming like the Shach. That as much as you're able to clarify, so clarify it. You can't rely on the doubt. Clarify it. Go figure it out. You have a... You have a, you have a uh, a lung that might have been punctured. So put water on the lung. I didn't do it. Fine, you didn't do it. But if you can, do it. So find, find a tachtav at least. You can't find tachtav beratzen, but find a tachtav. That's the Ritva's claim. And that's very, very gishmak with the shach. That, and therefore, we're going to start off. Our starting point is that it's going to be complicated, but just because of the names here. But we have a machlokis between Rashi and Tosvus,
what's the nature of the Takan of the Mishnah? Rashi says it's a mission of clarification. Tosva says it's a mission of creating a prohibition, and therefore it applies to everyone based off a low plug. And Rashi, in the world of Rashi, that it's a mission of clarification, there's a machlokas, what are we trying to clarify? According to Tosvus, the concept of clarification is only relevant when we leave the realm of doubt and enter the realm of effect. And therefore we have to clarify that it was Tacht of Beratzum. And in the world of the Ritva, though it's called a clarification, even if we could be Mavara, we'll clarify even one of the doubts. And therefore, even if I could determine that it was Tacht of, that suffices, that will obligate you to go ahead and do. That's, starting, that's going to be the starting point here. So now, once that's true, let's talk about Tosa's understanding of Rashi. Tosa's understanding of Rashi is that if you have a Sveik Sveika, and you can clarify, you can clarify both of the Sveikas, you have to clarify it, but if you can't clarify both of the Sveikas, so then you don't have to clarify it. Now, I'm going to ask a question. This is not my question. This is a Rikiva Ego's question. I brought a few on the source sheet. I'm not going to read it inside. I don't think there's a point. But let's talk about the Svara here. There's something called a Mukas Eitz. A Mukas Eitz is a lady who gets a Pesach Pesuach that she loses the membrane covering her female genitalia through an incident. Not through an act of intimacy, but through an external incident. She got an injury from whatever it was doing. And she lost her basulim, right? So now that enables, that disables her, the, the husband from being able to make a claim of Tainas basulim because there's always a chance that really, you know, she didn't cheat on him, the reason she said basulim because she got an injury. Now, comes along to Bikavega and says as follows I don't get it. According to, according to you, Tosfus, the whole takan of the Mishnah was a takan of creating a prohibition. Now, what was that prohibition? The prohibition was for an Ashes Kohen, or an Abchusabas Gimel, there, under both of those circumstances, if the guy makes a claim, let's talk about an Ashes Kohen, so he makes a claim, so even, even if it was Tachtov, but Be'omnis, she's going to be Aser. So we have one Suffolk. We have a Suffolk, Tachtov, Suffolk, and a Tachtov. There, we say Suffolk to Raisa the Chumrah. Yes, Rabbi Kiveigra, I don't get it. Why isn't that a Sveik Sveika? That should be Suffolk, whether she lost her Besulim due to an act of intimacy or due to Amukas Eitz. That's Suffolk number one. And now we have a second Suffolk. And even if it was due to an act of intimacy, maybe it happened, ain't no Tachtov. So, yes, Rabbi Kiveiger, according to Tursus, how do we have a Takana in the Mishnah? How do we ever have a Takana in the Mishnah? The Takana in the Mishnah doesn't start. Why? Because every case of Aisha's Kohen should be a Sveik Sveika, because the starting point shouldn't be Tachta Veina Tachta, the starting point should be Mukas Eitz or Drusus Ish. She's a lady who had relations, or she's a lady who didn't have relations and lost her Basulam a different way. That's how Rabbi Kivega starts. Now, Rabbi Kivega is not done. So you didn't need Rabbi Kivega for such a question. Comes to Rabbi Kivega and says as follows. So what are you going to say? At the end of the day, the Gemara says it's a Sveik Sveika and a Sveik Echad. Well, right? The Gemara Daft test says Aish's coins one Sveik. So the Rishonim over there, Tursus, for example, the Maskali Basayma, he asks, how can you say that coins are Sveik Echad? 
hello, there's a concept called Mukas Eitz, and she might have lost her basum not through an act of intimacy. This is the kasha. This is a teretz. This is teretz is that if she really was a Mukas Eitz, she would have claimed it. And therefore, unless she's claiming it, we don't entertain that possibility of being a Mukas Eitz. Why is it she would have claimed Mukas Eitz? If she doesn't claim it, we don't entertain it. I'm posing here. I don't know for sure. My gut reaction would be that, <coughs> in his, sociologically speaking, that there was not any kind of of busha. There's no, no kind of, I don't say busha in English, embarrassment or any kind of pagamishpacha by claiming that she's a mukas eitz. Whereas if she was to claim that she was a jerusalem, that's something which is embarrassing. No one wants to talk about that. And therefore, if even if she didn't mention it before marriage, if there was a claim now, and it was true, she would, she would say it. She wouldn't refrain that information. She wouldn't hold that information. The fact that she's not claiming it means we don't entertain it. So now, comes along to Rebecca Vega and says as follows. That all makes sense because that Gemara is talking about a case where they made a claim already. We're talking about the husband came in. The guy made a claim. When he made the claim, so then, unless she rebuts that claim, that becomes one suffix. We know she's a drusasi. She knows she had relations. Our only suffix is tachtav in a tachtav. But, says Rabbi Kiveigra so geschmack. In our case, we're talking about establishing a takana de rabbanan. The whole point of the takana de rabbanan is to get him to make the claim in the first place. That means to say we're talking before the claim. If we're talking before the claim, from the perspective of the Kohen, from the perspective of the Beistin, so before the claim, we should still have a Sveik Sveika. Because very good that once he comes and makes the claim, so we don't attend Mukas 8. But before he makes the claim, the Kohen strokes his beard and he thinks to himself, you know, I'm going to go to Beistin right now. What's going to happen? So I don't know. I could come and make a claim and she'll say Mukas Eitz, right? Or maybe no, she won't say Mukas Eitz. But even if she says Mukas Eitz, maybe it was Eino Tachtav. And before he goes and ever makes a claim, in front of him is a Sveik Sveika. So, so what are you going to say? Very good. It's a, it's a Sveik Sveika. But, but I can be Mavara one of them because the moment I go into Bastin, so then I'm going to get rid of the suffix of of Mukas Eitz, because unless she claims Mukas Eitz, we don't entertain it. Yeah, but Rebbe Eger holds that, and so does Tosfos, that it's Sveik Sveika, that you can't clarify both Sveikas, you don't have a Chiv to clarify. And if that's true, then it's Sveik Sveika, that you don't have a Chiv to clarify, you don't do anything, so then, yes, Rebbe Eger, why am I going into Beistin? Why did they make it to Kanal? That's a Mamash, a beautiful question. Let's speak it out again, because I know it's a hard piece. Let's speak it out again. Comes along Rebbe Eger. I give you the Hakdama, so I'm just going to speak straight. Comes along Rebbe Eger and that's a bam kasha. I don't understand. Tosis, you're saying the whole Mishnah is a Mishnah of creating prohibitions, and therefore it's meant specifically for Eishes Kohen and Pchus Maskimul. As Rebbe Eger, I don't get it. Every Eishes Kohen should also be a case of Sveik Sveika, Suffik Mukas Eitz, and Suffik. What are you going to say? That the Gemara itself 
says that Isha's coins one suffix. Yeah, that's because the Gemara itself is talking after the husband made a claim. And therefore we don't reckon with the potential of Mukas 8 unless the lady claims as such. But here we're talking before the claim was registered. And therefore in potential variables of what could occur in Bastin, it's very possible she's going to claim Mukas 8. And therefore, in the realm of establishing a Takana, in the realm of establishing a Takana from the onset, there, at that point, you should have a Sveik Sveika. So how could the Gemara, how could Tesis come along and say that the reason we're making the Takana is because they just come into Sveik Sveika before the husband makes a claim, it's a Sveik Sveika? Aye, what are you going to say? Clarify one of the Sveikas? This I'm adding. This Rabbi Kibbeika doesn't say on his own. This I'm adding this. But what are you going to say that, that when it comes to him making a claim the moment he goes into Bastin, so it'll become a suffix echot. And therefore, maybe that's not, that's what Tursus means. That can't be, I don't think. Because in as much as a Mikve Eger, and we prove Tursus and the fact that he established Rashi is in Sabaratzon, but for sure a Mikve Eger, send me Svaro, that what? That you don't have an obligation to clarify anything if it's not going to clarify both Sveikos. So then, why am I going to Bastin in the first place? Before I went to Bastin, it's a Sveik Sveika, and after I go to Bastin, it'll be a Sveik Echod. I never entered the realm of facts. So what am I going to Bastin for? How could Chazal make a Tekana? This Kasha is a Bam Kasha. Now, what do we do with such a question? How do we, how do we go and address it? So, the most basic way to start is by distinguishing between the two different types of doubts at hand here. There's one type of suffix called Mukas Eitz, and there's a different type of suffix called Edim on Amaisiznos. Now, Mukas Eitz, I would, I would suppose, is actually quite a straightforward thing to prove, right? You go to a family general practitioner, you go and talk to a friend, whatever it is, it's something which is Ready, readily verifiable that either people knew she had an injury in the past or they could give circumstantial evidence to make that a, a real reality that she was a Mukas Eitz in the past. Whereas to find even that she was Mizana, let alone Mizana Beratzon, that's already much harder, right? Where were they? Where are they coming from? You don't even know who they are. You don't know where they, where they were. You have nothing to start with. <coughs> now that being the case, Maybe the most basic distinction then is, we could say, it depends. That if it comes to a claim of Mukas 8, which is what? Which is easily verifiable, then even Rabbi Kiveh would say that what? You have to clarify it. Whereas when it comes to a harder type of suffix, a suffix like, you know, Edom Anznos, that's much harder. That's where Rabbi Kivega said, you don't have to clarify it. And therefore, that's the, that's the, the distinction. So when it comes to Mukasa, it's come to Bastin, it gets clarified, boom, right away. The moment you walk and make your claim, you don't, you don't assume Mukasa unless she says otherwise. Whereas, Edim Beratzen, maybe Edim will come, maybe they won't, very hard. That Rabbi Kivega says, don't clarify. I could have heard such a chilik in Svara. What's difficult for me from accepting that to be true is that what was the, the depth of Rabbi Kivega's claim that you have to clarify, clarify both Sveikos? The depth wasn't because that's not 
legitimate. It's because we don't we don't give you we don't make you be terech so much. It's like a, a qualification. How much, how hard are we going to make you work to get the facts? It's not the point here. The point is: Are you living in the realm of doubt, or are you living in the realm of fact? Here, you never left the realm of doubt. So again, the Rebbe Kivayegel that she tells us can't be under of the assumption that that's the distinction. That can't be. So if that's not the distinction, so then why is it then that Rebbe Kivayegel, on one hand, is going to tell you not to clarify both speakers, and on the other hand, even though he has this question from Lucas eight, is still going to go ahead and be able to tell you that you have a suffix echad and not a sfeik sfeika. So now, round two. Maybe, that being said, we could try to take this even a step deeper. We have a machlikas here between the shach and Rebbe Kiva Eger in whether you have to clarify one of the doubts of a sfeik sfeika if you're able to. Now, what's that machlikas? Why, why would, you know, Rebbe Kiva says, yes, you don't, I'm saying, it's saying, no, you don't have to clarify, unless you can clarify both, but one not. It says the Shach, no, you have to clarify one. How could, you, how could you not clarify it? What are they arguing about? What's the Machlikas? So, I would like to claim as follows, that maybe here, we have a, fundamachli, a fundamental Machlikas in a Svaro. What would that fundamental Machlikas be? So I'd say like this. What... Why would it, what what's called a suffix? Well, let's talk about this. We have a suffix, 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 I have a suffix, I have a doubt that I can clarify. So now, if I'm looking down at my Gemara, and I don't know what time it is, there's a clock in the room that if I would look up, and I would see the clock, but I didn't look up yet. Right now I'm looking down at my Gemara. Is what time it is right now considered a suffix? Is that a suffix? I have a suffix what time it is, right? If I'm from, if I'm from, I'll say, you know, to my chavrusa, yeah, I have a suffix what time it is. So it might give you a funny look, but I have a suffix what time it is. But is that a, is that a halachic suffix? So my assumption is, I think it's a milsa de prita that obviously that's not called a suffix, right? Just look up. It's not called a suffix. A suffix is something which you don't know. You really don't know. But now a suffix she'efshadavara, where does that line stop? So maybe the principle in the shach is that a suffix she'ef she'levarer, a suffix that you can clarify, isn't even considered a suffix. That's not called a doubt. That's called a chisaron yedia. You're just lacking information. So now, I have a sveik sveika, a suffix whether the wing broke of the chicken before I shechted, or suffix maybe the wing broke after I shechted. And even if the wing broke before I shechted, maybe it didn't pierce the lung. No, is that called, I don't know if there's a hole in the lung or not, that's called a suffix? That's called, I'm, I'm missing facts. So I could hear very, very stark that that's just called missing facts. What do you mean you don't know if there's a hole in the lung or not? The chicken's sitting right in front of you. Take a knife, cut it open, and see, is there a hole in the lung or not? That's called a suffix? That's not called a suffix. So if that's the case, then the world of the shach, the reason why you have to clarify one of the sveikos in the sveik sveika, is because if it's clarifiable, that's not called a doubt in halacha. Aye, that's not called a doubt in halacha, so you have to clarify it because you don't have a sveik sveika. You don't have a sveik sveika. So every suffix she'ef could be that the avon of the shach 
is that you have to clarify one of the sveikus because if you can clarify it, you don't really have two sveikus. You only have one. That's approach number one. Now, what would be the approach of Rabbi Kiveger? Rabbi Kiveger says, Be'etzem, Be'etzem, you don't have to clarify unless you can clarify both doubts. Now, why is that? Why not say like the Shach? If you can clarify it, you can clarify it. So clarify it. So what do we say? No, you have to leave the realm of doubt. Rabbi Kiveger himself says it. You have to leave the realm of doubt. Now, if that's true beforehand, that means that each one of the sveikas that was comprising the sveik sveikas, yes, considered a suffix. That's a real doubt. So that means that the lung of the chicken that maybe has a hole, maybe doesn't have a hole in it, and the sitting is right in front of me, that's called the eye of a halachic doubt whether or not there's a hole in the lung. That's a real doubt. I can clarify it, yeah, but I don't have to. That's called a doubt. Now, it's posh it to me that even if is going to agree that the clock is different. Now, what's the, what's, how do you define what the difference is? Because one takes more tircha, one doesn't take more tircha, one takes a maisa, the other doesn't take a maisa. I don't know, it's a good shayla. I don't have a clarify, I don't have a getter for you right now. But avada, that's a question that's to be asked. But it's posh it to me that that distinction's still true. But here, whether or not I have a a hole in the lung or not, it's called a real suffix. I can clarify it, we don't care. If that's true, so why in the world would I have to clarify a fake faker? I have two bona fide fakers that each individual one I don't have to clarify. So why in the world would Rabbi Kivayegeb mechaiv me to clarify it then? Each one's a suffix in its own right. Each suffix on its own right is not incumbent upon me to clarify. So why now that they're together I have to clarify them? So it seems to me that the explanation is that Rabbi Kiva Eger saying to clarify a Sveik Sveika is not Bataras Chiv. It's not saying that you can't, there's not a Sveik Sveika here. In reality, there is a Sveik Sveika here. It seems to me like it's a Chumrah. It's a Chumrah. Go, don't, before you go ahead and matter Nisa Deraisa, before you allow someone to partake in Nisa Deraisa, actually do us a favor. Make sure that it's really kosher. Make sure that everything is fine. But to me, to make sure, if you can enter the world of fact, that's how far the Chumrah went. But if you can't enter the world of fact, you're still going to be relying on Klalei Safik, then that Chumrah of clarifying Sveikos, that we never strapped on you. That we never strapped upon you. Then I could hear is the stance of Rabbi Kiva Eger. So in the world of Rabbi Kiva Eger, Safik Shef Shalavar, we would say, is still called a Safik. Whereas in the world of the Shach, a Safik Shef Shalavar does not constitute a Safik. It's not considered a Safik at all. So now, if this is true, let's revisit Tesfus. And Tesfus is a very interesting thing. We have Shittas Tesfus himself, who says that the Takana of the Mishnah is for the Ishas Kohen, or the Prus of Askimel. And we have Shittas Tesfus in the world of Rashi, that the Takana of the Mishnah is a Mishnah of clarification. So now, let's say as follows. Let's see if this works. Now, According to Tisus' own pshat, Rabbeinu Tam, let's say that maybe that's easier. According to Rabbeinu Tam's pshat, that we're discussing the point of the Mishnah was specifically for an Ashes Kohen. So there, maybe we can say that the point of the Mishnah is like the Shach. That any time that you have a suffix that you're able to clarify, that's not called a suffix. 
Yeah, and therefore what? And therefore, since it's not common that you're going to find eight days so that's not called something which is Avshadavara. It's so hard to find. We can't do that. That's too difficult. So Tosa says, when you come into Isha's calling, you need a, an Edim of Tachtav or Yina Tachtav. That's not called Efshadavara. Aye, so what is it? So there we enter the realm of Suffolk to Rais of the Chumrah. And therefore, we have a Suffolk Echod, shall be also made to meet her a Suffolk. Now, what about Tosfus Bedas Rashi? Tosfus Bedas Rashi says you have to clarify both Sveikos. Why would Tosfus Bedas Rashi say you have to clarify both Sveikos? Because if Tosfus understands that the suffix of Znos is a, is a real bona fide suffix, it's not something which is called clarifiable. So how in the world could Rashi say that you have a Sveik Sveika? Nonetheless, you have to clarify it. So it must be, says Tosfus, that the whole understanding of Rashi, that this, the Chiv Levar and the Sveik Sveika is like Rabbi Kiva That there, the whole reason that you're checking is because a Chumrah Ba'alma. So you have a real bona fide suffix. Why are you checking that suffix? You can rely on it. The answer is because there's a Chumrah, not to rely on Sveik Sveika when you're able to clarify it. So now, just to is crystal clear, the sheet of Rabbeinu Tam is that we are creating a prohibition. That Aisha's Kohen is a suffix echod. Why is it a suffix echod and not clarifying it? Because Znus is not something which is after the Vaira. We have a real suffix. Znus, you can't be a Mavara. And therefore, it's a suffix. Who's that like? The Ridva. The Ridva says if you have a real suffix, let it be. Don't touch it. You don't have to clarify. It's a suffix. If you can clarify it, that's not called a suffix. But here it's not called clarifiable because it's so hard to find item for it. Therefore, that's a real suffix. That's a suffix echod. Masha'in Kain Tosas is understanding of Rashi. So there, clarify even a sveik sveika. I how could that be? You have to clarify if we have real sveikos here. The answer is because the, in the world of Rashi, Tosas understands, goes with the Havana of Rabbi Kiva That sveik sveika isn't predicated on the fact that a suffix that can be clarified is not called a suffix. It's a chumrah ba'alma, so clarify that chumrah. That being the case, if that's Tosas' assumption, that the reason why we made a takana for Aisha's calling is because... The reason we made a takana for Aisha's calling is because it's a real suffix, it's a suffix echod, and therefore you don't have to clarify it. So then... That's an answer for Rabbi Kiva on Mukas Eitz. How come every Mukas Eitz isn't considered to be a Sveik Sveika, right? And how can we make a Takana in the Mishnah that we're going to make a claim for an Ashish before you made the claim it's a Sveik Sveika? It must be that Tosis is holding like the Shach, that any time that you have a Suffolk which you can clarify, that's not called a Suffolk. So there... Since the moment I come into Bastin, so that's going to tell us that unless she says otherwise, she's not a Mukas 8, that's not called a Suffolk. That's not called, we have a doubt whether she's a Mukas 8 or not. They were, were, we have a Chisar and Yadiyah, we just don't know. So, so figure it out. How do I figure it out? Go to Bastin, make a claim. Ah, you made the claim? It's a Suffolk Echod. 
So that's that's going to be there's a, a gavaldik yishuv for the kashin of Yikivega. Whereas according to Tosis himself, Tosis is of the opinion that a suffix which you can clarify is called is not called a suffix, and therefore we can make a takana for an ishas kohen. And it's not considered a sveik sveika because mukas eitz we don't consider because that's clarified right away. So the only thing which isn't clarified is tachlev and tachlev, and that's not called clarifiable. Therefore, we have a suffix, a suffix echad. Therefore, we'll make the mishnah on behalf of the ishes kohen because it's a suffix echad, and the rest will be a low plug. Rashi disagrees, and Rashi holds that every suffix is a suffix. It's a real suffix, just as a chumrah. And the chumrah is that when you have a sveik sveika, tamata deraisa, if you could exit the world of doubt and enter the world of reality, then it's incumbent upon you to do that. That's very, very gishmak. Now, that's mamish a fundamental, this mamish a fundamental shir, guys, in Pashat, understanding the concept of a suffix and how to relate to them and how we're able to rely on them. Now, we're going to speak this out outside because we're running short on time. There's Tosis Esakasha here. Tosis Esakasha that the Gemara leader on the Tessam of Bees brings a sheet to Sabaye. Abaye asks, How come I need the statement of Rabbi Elazar? Although I have a Mishnah, the Mishnah of Bezam and Aleph says that in order to make a Tainus Pesulim. So I don't need a statement from Rabbi Elazar to teach me that he's Neman Israelov. That's latent in the Mishnah on Bezam and Aleph. So now, Tis is still in this Gemara on Davtes, and he stroked the beard, and he said as follows, If you understood the principle of the Mishnah like me, Tosos, that we're creating a prohibition, then I understand what Abai is saying. Abai is saying, Givaldic. What's Abai saying? That in the Mishnah, he's coming to make a claim. What's that claim do? It creates a prohibition. So why do I need Rabbi Elazar telling me that I can create a prohibition I have a Mishnah on that base telling me I can create a prohibition. And that's how Tosis understands the Gemara. But according to Rashi, they learned the Mishnah to be a mission of clarification. So then, if that's the case, how could the Baye say, why do I need the Din of Rabbi Elazar to teach me? I know that from the Mishnah already. I don't know from the Mishnah already. And the Mishnah, I see that you have to try to find Adim in order to clarify his claim from Eliezer, I see that he's believed to create a prohibition. The two things are totally disparate. So how could Abaye claim then, according to Rashi, that he already found the din of Rabbi Eliezer in the Mishnah on Davpeis? That's Tosis's question on Shitas Rashi. Tosis gives two terutzim. The first terutz Tosis says is that when Abaye says that he's believed, it doesn't mean to say that he's believed to create a prohibition. It means that he's believed to make a claim. There are certain things which are discernible, definitionally, and certain things that you need a certain expertise in order to do it. So if you ask my four-year-old son what color shirt I'm wearing, so I believe him. He's four years old, he knows his colors, he can tell me. But if my four-year-old son tells me that he can make a flying car, I'm going to smile at him and I think he's cute, but I don't believe that. That's not going to create an effect in my world of, of trusting him. I don't, I'm not going to ask him now, so where's the car? It's like, great, wow, I'm so proud of you, beautiful. But if Stephen Hawking were to tell me that he figured out how to make a flying car, so I would believe him. Yeah, I hear. I don't know, but show me, tell me, tell me, I want to hear about it. Why? Because Stephen Hawking has a certain amount of believability in this regard. So now, 
comes along to this and explains Rashi as follows. Maybe Rashi understood the Gemara that when he says that he's Neman, doesn't mean he's Neman to create the prohibition. That we need a Rebbe Yezer for. What Abayi meant to say was that he's Neman to make the claim in the first place. You might think that making a claim of a Pesach Pesuach for a guy who's never been married before is tantamount to a four-year-old saying that he knows how to make a flying car. We don't believe you. You have no expertise. You have no experience here. You can't make such a claim. To that, to that, comes along a baye and says, no, from the Mishnah we see he's neman, he's believed. Why? Because if he wasn't believed to make the claim, then the coal never would have gone out in the first place. That's the Tosis' first answer. Now, that answer is totally consistent with everything we said up until now. Nothing changed in the fundamentally. Right? Because all we said is we had a question from a Gemara and we said the Gemara is not difficult. We just qualified what Abayi was coming to say. Comes along Tosis' second answer. And Tosis' second answer is... You're right. It's such a good question that even Rashi agrees that there never would have been a Takana in the Mishnah unless for Eish's Kohen and Pus Maskimel. And Rashi agrees that the whole reason for the Takana was for Eish's Kohen and Pus Maskimel because when you make a claim, it's going to create a prohibition. Aye, Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi says the whole point of the Mishnah was for a clarification. There, says Tisvis, that was talking about the rest of the ladies. That once we already had a Takana on the books for Isha's Kohen and Pchus then to extend that Takana to other people in order to create a clarification, now we're able to do. To create a Takana in the Mishnah purely for verification, for clarification that we couldn't have done. But to take the clarification and piggyback that on the desire to make a prohibition, to make a claim that would create a prohibition for Isha's Kohen, there, that we're able to do. That's Tosa's second answer. And therefore, what did Abayi see? Abayi saw in the Mishnah, that based even in the world of Rashi, the fact that there's an ability to create a prohibition. Because Rashi can create a prohibition on Aisha's coin of Kusmaskimel the same way Tosa's can. Now it's allowed them to make that extended Takana for all ladies in order to clarify the Sveik Sveika. That's Tosa's answer to the question. Now, if that's true, this is catastrophic. What's a catastrophic? Because that means then that in the world of Rashi, why am I making a Takana? The reason I'm making a Takana is in order to create an Isser. It's not a Chumrah Ba'alma like Rabbi Kiva Eger that you can't rely on Sveik Sveika when you have the ability to clarify it. Be Frum, try to clarify it, enter the world of reality. It's not that. We never would have said that. We only say, go ahead and make a, make a claim when you have the ability to make a prohibition. So now, once that's true, so then that means, Behechrich, that the second answer of Tosfus vacillated. Whereas in the first answer of Tosfus, he's assuming that Rashi was learning like Rabbi Kiva Eger, that the, the Sveik Sveika was going across the board, therefore it even spoke to... You know, a regular lady as a Chumr Ba'alma, clarify, don't relate on Sveik Sveika. That was only true before we saw the Gemara Daftes. But once we see the Gemara Daftes, Tussus has a suffix. His first answer is consistent with that. The second answer, though, is that maybe that means that even Rashi agrees to the concept of the Ritva. That really we wouldn't make it a Takana purely for clarification. And that has to be that we only are making the Takana as a means of of 
being able to create a prohibition. Once that's true, so good, you create a prohibition, then uh, that, uh, we, can, we can extend that. So it seems that these two answers on Tosfus are, are going back and forth between the Rebbe and the Shach. The first answer is going like the Rebbe with everything we set up until, until now, until Tosfus. Whereas the second answer is going like the Shach and, you know, Tosfus' own opinion and how to relate to Sveikos, which is already, it's a Chiddush. I think this is true. Adarab, um, I'm happy to hear what you guys have to say about this. Um, one last point I want to make here is that Tosfus' question on Rashi is an interesting question. What was Tosfus' question? Tosfus' question is, what did we see in Abaye? Abaye says that from the Mishnah it's clear that what? That you're going ahead and making a prohibition through your claim. So he asked Tosfus, how is that true in Rashi? Now we had four explanations in Rashi and why we're clarifying this fake Sveika. The second explanation we said was B'Shem Rav Eger. The reason I'm clarifying it is because every Sveik Sveika is That means, though, that my claim, even if it's a claim of Sveik Sveika, is creating an Isser. So now, let's go back and ask, could Tzvah learn like Shalim Eger? According to Shalim Eger, every time Rashi, in the world of Rashi, you're making a claim, there's an Isser even in the case of Sveik Sveika. Says Tisvis, how could you learn a Bayeh? We told in the Mishnah, how does that work according to Rashi? Why couldn't Rashi just say, you're right, that works beautifully. Because every time he makes a claim, even in a Sveik Sveika, that creates an Isser You're right, it creates an Isser. That's goof for the point of that. That's the statement of Rabbi Elazar. Why couldn't that be? So maybe we could start making distinctions between Sveik Sveik and Sveik Sveik But I think, I think, the Pashtas... That's already Ishtakoraya, not like Rabbi Eger, not like Shlim, I'm sorry, Rabbi Shlim Eger, and his understanding of Rashi. Okay, very Gishmak. Let's chat in the Mishnah. Mir Hashem next week, we're going to start the Gemara already. But I'm interested, I'm curious to hear what you have to say because we said a lot here in the Ramla Sveikas. Sadra, please reach out. Good Vach, good Shabbos, Kotuv.